Orpheus, will you wait till it's over? Will you wait till it's true? Welcome back, everyone, listeners of Soundbricks Radio, and welcome, welcome you, Orpheus, that is this voice that is speaking. We are back. Maybe we have never left. Maybe you have already listened to this podcast and you are back to listen to it. What a great idea. So, we began from where we have left. We left from where we are to begin again with the the dismemberment of Orpheus, the song that you have just listened was the intro, the thing that signals that things are to start, things are to go through, but we will never get to the end of them. When they end, we are just thinking, how can we go through them again, once more? And so, without further ado, let's get high, let's get excited for the thing that we have just started talking about and let's see where these things will take us for the beginning then we will have a song from the birds that is eight miles high Okay, so back, back on the ground, back on the ground that actually doesn't want to be a ground is a, a skin, a substrate in which, on which we have just landed when the song is over and we are there to take another flight by talking, by considering what have we just listened to. Funny thing, the birds wrote this song because they were afraid of flying with an airplane. But of course, after, during the time, it was the decade of the 70s, well, everyone was high on something else. They didn't need to take any flight, any airplane, and we don't need that either, because now, through these podcasts, through these voices that are talking through the microphone, through this it, that is the system that you are listening through, we actually take higher flies. We are way above the level of the clouds. We can feel our skin to be like Icarus, to be 
touched by the sun and actually wondering how it is that the feathers are melting, the wax is melting on our skin, that you can feel the heat that is going through the sweat, the beads, and we are maybe realizing that we are going to fall, but at the same time we feel the touch of the sun like it has never been before, like it has never been there for anybody else but us, as we could not have ever felt it before. And we are, as we are about to fall, we might actually have a question. And the question should be related, it should be, let talk, let, let it be talk, that's the thing that our voices were about to say, but let it listen through the voice of Peter Gabriel in this song from the album of Genesis, Selling England by the Pound. Can you tell me where my country lies? Said the uniform to his true love's eyes. It lies with me, cried the queen of maybe, for her merchandise he traded in his prize.
is uh, about time to return and interrupt this song because the song is actually inviting us to take our place come back peter gabriel has sung for us the space of his own country he started asking can you tell me where my country lies and through questions answers and mythological creatures then i found my place back again here at the microphone through the microphone, because since I have lost my body, I might say that Peter Gabriel is one of those bodies, those voices that I like to be listened through, and I find myself really at home in speaking through his body, and also, as I am doing now, through this system of mixing this microphone, this cable, and your headphones. Listen carefully, because I... Well, without being too spooky, but I'm really there with you. What are we looking at? Well, thanks to Peter Gabriel, we haven't fallen, because we were about to fall. Remember, eight mile, eight mile eyes we were. We managed to fall slowly and softly on the voice of the Selling England by the Pound, that was the album of the Genesis, from which we have listened Dancing with the Moonlight Night. And we have done it, oh boy, if we have done it so well. We have been dancing with him, with them all. And now it's time to consider about the weather, about the things that surround us. Last time I also spoke about fears, and as we are in a new country that we have just landed in, we might also stop one moment and consider the things that might frighten us. But just because we can discover that there's nothing to be frightened about, just like they are saying.
So, let me understand one moment. We have just fallen on a new land and we look around us and we see that there is what? Well, perhaps there is grass, a lot of grass, and that's why we need a reaper. The reaper is actually one of those characters that in stories appear and... Uh, they talk to me, yes, because I am a voice that goes through all the stories that you can possibly read, and I talk to the Reaper quite a lot. It's a pity that he, he doesn't have a good reputation because it's thanks to it, to these uh, powerful forces, that we give voice to the things that remain, the things that fall, and through falling we see what rises. Before we go to the next song, then let me give voice to the grass, just like Walt Whitman did in Leaves of Grass, but I'm not going to read from Walt Whitman, because what I'm going to read you is Mowing by Robert Frost. There was never a sound beside the wood but one, and that was my long sight whispering to the ground. What was it it whispered? I knew not well myself. Perhaps it was something about the heat of the sun, something perhaps about the lack of sound, and that was why it whispered and did not speak. It was no dream of the gift of idle hours, or easy gold at the hand of fi or elf, anything more than the truth would have seemed too weak to the earnest love that lied the swell in rows, not without feeble pointed spikes of flowers, pale orchises and scared a bright green snake. The fact is the sweetest dream that Labor knows. My long sight whispered and left the hay to make. And after these lines that have cut the grass and have somehow given us a deeper meaning in the, in the balls of hay, then we go to another landscape. Maybe we move, we leave the grass and we go with the Led Zeppelin down by the seaside.
Alone by the seaside after that Led Zeppelin have played their song. Luckily enough, they were not coming with their immigrant song because we would have felt really threatened if they were coming from Finland or from those places where, yes, we would like to go to fly, maybe, but there's something also that frightens us there. And so we are still standing by the seaside looking at the waves. And what can we see there? We can see only the endless change. That is something that doesn't change in a way. We might see also T.S. Eliot that is looking at the waves and the mermaids and the seas then riding seaward on the waves, combing the white hairs of the water blown back when the wind blows the waters white and black. This is from the love song of Alfred Prufrock. And whether we are the Eliot or we are Orpheus or we are just staring at the desktop, we are actually facing the only thing that is always there, and it is Proteus. Proteus is the god of the waves, is the god of is the god of the changes, and uh, it is also one of the characters that unfortunately didn't have much luck in the history in the Odyssey, and he met Ulysses, and Ulysses is. He is one of the wisest men ever that ever lived and they, that I also had a chance somehow to talk through. He is a, a trickster and was really wise and he managed to trick Proteus into taking a shape. And it's a pity when I had a chance to talk to Proteus when the, the book was written, he said that he didn't like it much, but he had to. He had to do it because, after all, there was the only way to get something written down, to be known. Otherwise, the god of changes 
will the change itself, uh, always, constantly, without recognizing anything of what was there to be recognized. And that was the thing eventually got uh, hold of him. And uh, we sing to him, we like him the way it is, but we just have to stare at the sea, because the skin of the sea is perhaps where we have to find our way home. We like the sea, but it's not over. We still have to find how to get home, to find the skin, because we are only voice at the moment, and where is our way home. And so let's listen to them, if they have anything to say. much has changed. We are still standing by the sea and we just realized that in looking at the waves we cannot find our way home. But maybe there is something in that. Maybe what we are up to is not that we have to see how to find our way home, but is to enjoy the fact that we are out of balance, is to enjoy the fact that we are lost. And so, yeah, let's the sea be our skin on which our pleasure of seeing the changes of colors is the thing that will give us voice, will make, will 
make us talk, talk more, to get to say something, to try perhaps to find our home in what we say, because eventually home is where one started from. Eliot said at the end of uh, his four quartet, but it's also the place where one feels comfortable, but one feels comfortable because one knows that cannot stay long enough, uh, the long that is required, and so it has to go to a place where it's not comfortable anymore. And let's have it then in this flood, in its having been always out of balance, out of joint, of having been pushed, hurt, and to find our way back, let's that be our home. And so the voice is the thing that will perhaps help you to find the balance again. But as I said, not now, let's enjoy for a little longer this being lost. And as Bruce Princeton say, let's follow him while he is lost in the flood. Turning home like a hungry runaway He walks through town all alone He must be from the fort he hears high school girls say His countryside's burning with wolfmen fairies Dressed in drag for homicide They hit and run, plead sanctuary Neath the holy stone they hide they're breaking beams and crosses With a spastic's real imperfection Nuns run bald through Vatican halls Pregnant, pleading immaculate conception And everybody's wrecked on Main Street From drinking unholy blood Sticker smile sweet as gunner breeze deep his ankles caked in mud And I said, hey, got a man That's quicksand, that's quicksand That ain't mud Have you thrown your sounds to the war? Did you lose them in the flood? That pure American brother Dull-eyed and empty-faced Races Sundays in Jersey In a Chevy stock Super 8 He rides her low in the hip On the side he's got bound for glory In red, white and blue flash paint He leans on the hood Telling racing stories The kids call him Jimmy the Saint a noise boy he's gunning that bitch loaded a blast and point he rides head first into a hurricane and disappears into a point and there's nothing left but some blood where the body fell and there's nothing left that you could sell just junk all across the horizon a real highwayman's farewell Avenue sailors in satin shirts 
whisper in the air some storefront incarnation of Maria she's putting on me to stare and Bronx's best apostle stands with his hand on his own hardware everything stops you hear five quick shots the cops come up for air and now the whiz bang gang from uptown they're shooting up the street oh that cat from the bronze starts letting loose but he gets blown right off his feet oh and some kid comes blasting around the corner but a cop puts him right away he lays on the street holding his leg screaming something in spanish still breathing when i walked away and someone said, hey man, did you see that? His body hit the street with such a beautiful thud. I wonder what the two were saying. Or was it just lost in the flood? But hey man, did you see that? Blow those poor cats that show mess up. With Bruce Springsteen, we are lost in the flood. What, what a touching song this one. This comes from his first album, Greetings from Asbury Park, and it was the Bruce Springsteen got his more most cantautorial uh, inspiration. He wanted to be like uh, Bob Dylan, and so he talked, he sang of people that were lost, outsiders, and we feel a little bit of outsiders, or at least we want to be as outsider as. Bruce Springsteen would have liked us to be, so that we could sing along, as we have just done here on the dismemberment of Orpheus, because we are all Orpheus now at the moment. And uh, for you who are followers of this program, we'll have perhaps realized that some singers usually constantly come back to sing through me, and I, through them, I say the thing that I say to reach you. Bruce Springsteen, Peter Gabriel, Led Zeppelin will never somehow be lost. At the same time, I hope that I will discover that I haven't yet made myself boring and repetitive because these are singers that keep changing the things that they wanted to say. And as we are in the flood, we might actually start looking around and see that there is something that we would like to climb. Because, yes, I have already given away the thing that I was going to say. But... Other people lost themselves, not in the flood, but in actually rising against the flood. There must be, there might be Shelley that writes about Mont Blanc, and the thing it looks at are the things that the mountain, this group that we are going to listen, was perhaps looking at while they wrote for Yagur's farm.
I'm a part of me, you are a part... I'm a part of you, you are a part of me. I'm sorry that I actually dismembered the thing that they were talking about. But this was, this was a great song from the group called Mountain, and the album was titled Climbing. So what a better way to get out of the flood, if not through this song that was really powerful and really got us out of everything. And there we are. In a way, it's funny. I find it really funny, this song, because this choice, perhaps you will not know it, but that's my way to climb the hope back to my Euridice. Euridice would have loved this song, would have loved the thing that I keep saying now, climb, let's go back to the floor, because she met me when I was constantly keeping myself lost in the flood. I actually like to make things complicated. I like to lose myself in the skin of the colors and not finding my way out. That's why I kept singing of her rather perhaps than getting closer to her. It's a sad realization, but through the voice somehow I'm getting out. Even if she's not here with me, I can sing of her and I can reach you and she can reach you as well, because we are all together listening. As I was saying, you are a part of me, I am a part of you. And uh, as we are reaching, we are closing the circle of this uh, one-hour talk through the many voices that have spoken, and we are actually getting to an interesting mythological, somehow, construction, a knot in the plot of the story that, surprisingly, we have been developing. So, without further words for me, let's hear it from David Bowie and let's close it then afterward.
funny because I almost hear myself listening to this podcast again in the future and wondering what are the references that I left for Euridice that I have now forgotten. For the moment I remember them all and getting to be my wife is an ironic way that closes actually not the story with Euridice because perhaps that will never get to the end but the travel, the journey that we have together because where have we started we started from being hey my eye we started from falling we were already there and now after having seen the sea after having listened to the grass we are back there again because this time we have climbed we did it on our own desire and that's the thing that is at the bottom of greek mythology of great greek myths today we have gone through it as T.S. Eliot in his Four Quartet remarkably says, the journey is to get back from where one started from and see the place for the first time. And that's exactly what we have done. That's exactly what myths do. Because yes, we might be again eight miles high, but we have seen whatever there is at the bottom and we are not going to forget it. Before saying the last word that will be not from me but will be from the Lindisfarne with Together Forever because now we are we are husband and wife we are whatever there is that keeps us together so let's only hope to stay together forever at least till the next time that something will interrupt it and we will desire to go back at another togetherness let me finish with a short story that involves Gertrude Stein that I read it yesterday I really wanted to share I really want to share it with you while she was about to die someone asked her what is the answer then and uh, she kept silent for a while and she awoke like she had found him and said, but then what is the question? And with that we go toward being together forever here on Sunbricks Radio, waiting to be dismembered again through Orpheus. Goodbye. I'd like to begin with a song from our new LP. And uh, this one's called Together Forever. <laughs> 